Hello everybody, all back again, even though I've missed about three days of what I said I was going to do, which was daily journaling, um, but positively I've tried, I have been trying to um, reflect and sort of make myself happy and also try to keep true to myself um, and over the weekend I got really drunk again like an idiot um and ended up violently ill on sunday um to the point where i thought it was a really good idea to go buy a ps4 and then (laughs) reflection wise on that front i have since played a few games including ratchet and clank for a ps4 which i thought was going to be atrocious turns out it's actually quite cool um and the topic of call today really would be the three things that I have recently started to realise I'm I'm overcoming myself um, and I've got a few people in my life that I believe are trying to do this themselves as well. Now this is a very sore subject with a lot of people um, because I think I was friends with a few people while I worked somewhere that have been touched by this problem and something that I have it is something that I have contemplated myself many 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 years ago um and potentially quite recently mainly due to the fact that I have no idea whether or not I'm actually in this world for a good reason or whether I am a burden to a lot of people I I constantly beat myself up about being a burden because It's just one of those things. You do think that in some people's lives when you have depression and anxiety that you or they would be better off being dead. Um, So topic of conversation today is suicide. Um, And maybe violence as well because I feel like this is still a subject that hasn't been widely spoken about. And for years it's been a topic of conversation that people tread lightly and I don't want to tread lightly anymore. I don't want to molly cuddle people about something that happens in the world. It's like when people say death, um, well, death happens. It happens to all of us at some point, not necessarily us, like I'm going to die tomorrow sort of thing. I just mean death as a, um, as a subject. Um, and again, yeah, violence, that's that's something that I literally have lived through, uh, mental and physical violence towards myself from other people. Um, <laughs> it's just a strange, it's a strange concept to try and speak about. Um, I've had many people worry about me recently because I have taken a social media break and I am very much all over social media but the reason for the social media break was because somebody verbally attacked me and not just that I felt like I couldn't share what made me happy which was my relationship and my siblings um and love like just just love in general like I tried to enhance a message of um, positivity and independence and trying to help myself well-being wise and mental health wise and eventually it got to a point where 
I had a few people comment on the way I was living my life and that is not fair. So again, my channel is about talking about widely spread subjects and not pussyfooting around the issue. Um, I am going to be walking around so I apologise if you can hear me pottering or maybe even losing my breath because at some point I do smoke. (laughs) But yes, no, so as a subject that is very widely spread across the UK and other countries because people can't always deal with things in the best ways, um, this is something that happens to us all. So today... I want to start with something that I've recently started re-watching, which is One Tree Hill. Now, I'm going to put the little segment in there, and I don't think many people of you will know what I'm talking about, because not many people actually watched it, because it was very dramaful, everybody could relate to it, and a few people I know um, had never heard of One Tree Hill. They didn't even fathom watching it. It was always The O.C., or... Dawson's Creek when One Tree Hill was around and One Tree Hill lasted for nine seasons so it can't have been that bad and some people must have watched it so you never know. Anyway so the episode I'm commenting on um, or even referencing to about this particular subject so suicide um, or violence, mental physical violence, um, it's a sore subject because In season three, episode 16, potentially episode 17, there is a guy who feels like he's been left behind by his friends and takes to school a gun. I don't agree with gun crime. That's something that, again, I will eventually talk about um, on one of my podcasts. However, what I want to distinguish between what this gentleman did and what some people feel on a day-to-day basis is almost exactly the same. Everybody deals with issues that are under the surface. People have their own brains, people have their own way of thinking, and sometimes people are dealing with things that they, that other people may not know, and some people can be extremely cruel. I want to spread a message of positivity throughout... My entire life, I would like to help somebody. I've said this before um, on my first episode. And I get to a point where I'm never really... What's the word? I don't pinpoint it exactly. But what I want people to understand is that everything you say has consequences. So, for example, you're in a brand new relationship. You... Are probably only a month in and you tell that person before you're ready before you even have a time to think about it that you love them and then a week later you're not together anymore that person then may dwell on that particular thing I'm not saying this has happened to me I'm not saying that it is okay that this person has done this or that um this is something that will happen to you I just want other people to understand that sometimes when you say things they have consequences and I don't just mean a small backlash I I genuinely mean I've witnessed people be absolutely crushed by something somebody has said and last week somebody said something about me that I didn't like and 
it hurt me a lot and I think that's why I started the podcasts initially um and I found that over time it's been a sensitive subject for myself because many years ago I did try and kill myself um because of a gentleman who actually it wasn't a gentleman um <laughs> A guy who basically ruined my mentality for a good four years of my life from the age of 14 up until I was 20. Not 14, crap, 16. Um, (laughs) There we go, I completely got that wrong. But um, no, I was 16, just started college. I just had my heart broken for the very first time. And I sought after somebody who could, I don't know, maybe treat me badly because the person who broke my heart was a lovely, kind man. And I let him get into my head very, very quickly. I thought I loved this gentleman. And obviously, for many, many years, I was a bit naive to lust and love. And the difference is astonishing. So don't ever think that when you're 16, you're in love because it's not true. And, um, well, especially when you've been told by a lot of your friends not to go there. Anyways, um, this gentleman used to tell me I was fat. And I never used to eat because of it. And he always used to tell me I was a whore, which I wasn't. I had a lot of friends and I was popular at school. So it was, well, college, sorry. So it was just one of those things. And I had a really shitty dream last night. And it was every single insecurity I have ever had about myself. I... I'm still beating myself up to this day about my weight and yesterday and the day before and the day before that, maybe even longer than that, I have not been to the gym and I'm still fluctuating between a weight that I want and a weight that I should be healthily for myself, but I don't care about that. I beat myself up because I think to myself, I don't want to be fat and I have been fat once upon a time. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. I have a history of problems in my family with obesity and my brother has diabetes and many things contribute to the reason why I'm insecure about this. I was a big girl when I was younger and it took me about two years to get to a a decent weight purely because I was conscious about my weight and then this gentleman obviously came into my life. I got very ill because of it as well. Uh, mental and physical um you could see my bones I look like if I wore down a set of stairs I would snap um I was skinnier than most of the girls at my school but that was because I was forcibly making myself sick and counting calories on a daily basis like I remember one day actually only having an apple for the entire day I didn't drink any water I think I had a coffee and I didn't have any milk in it no sugar nothing I had a friend who um was unfortunately anorexic herself um but it proned me to ask her she helped me and it was a very toxic toxic time in my life where I was at college I mean the first time I was there I was 16 you'd had your heart I'd had my heart broken I was very influenced by other people around me and that obviously grew all of the insecurities I had within myself so I just want people to see that everything someone says to you, you do not need to take it as gospel. I am 
living proof that you can survive off what people have said and still come out trying to boss your life. I hate saying words like that because those kinds of phrases are what people are using as influence, but it's true. If you can conquer your fears, you can literally be the boss of your own life. You are the only person you have to live with. You are the only person's opinion that actually matters as well, but you also have to be very gentle on yourself because I do beat myself up a lot about my weight. Um, I try and go to the gym as much as I possibly can. I woke up this morning and told my boyfriend that I want to go to yoga tonight and I know he's exhausted from his work because it is very draining what he does, but I knew that it would help me and I kind of thought to myself, you know what, if I go then I'm going to enjoy myself but my partner doesn't need to lose weight and this is something that you can help yourself to lose weight with. Um, So it's just something that people need to relish in that your opinion does matter but you need to be kind on yourself. I have lost about four stone probably four stone ten roughly I'm nearly five stone down uh in the space of ten months and that's from going to uh going to the gym regularly cycling to the gym just doing taking the stairs and telling instead of taking the elevator or the escalator I really really enjoy that like we have a local supermarket near us and there are escalators and there are stairs I choose the stairs every time and my partner looks at me as if to say why like, if there was an elevator in our building, you know you'd take the elevator. No, I wouldn't. I would take the stairs because I know that in my head, if I don't take the stairs, I'm going to be like, oh, crap. I could have had that extra five calories burnt sort of thing. So be kind on yourself. Like, you are doing the best that you can. Um, and suicide is not the option. It never is because you are affecting a lot of other people. I um, want to scream and shout about that because unfortunately I have, I have attempted it before. Now, the episode, I will go back to the episode now and discuss a little bit more in detail what happens. Now, the gun that was brought into the school, some people will know, his name was Jimmy Edwards and he was one of the announcers for when Lucas Scott, which was one of the main characters, started out on a... Riverside Court and um, he sort of had friends with in that group until Lucas left and became popular and I feel like some people don't get out of that pit once they lose that friend but by all means go out there get yourself into a class that you like doing I I'm a firm believer in doing hobbies I actually have a lot of hobbies and things that I have strive to achieve in my skill set um for years i went on wine courses and gin courses and whiskey courses because they were some of the drinks that i never really understood how they were made i wanted to know what you could pair certain whiskies with certain wines how gin was made why it was made during the prohibition and so on and so forth so it becomes one of those things that if you get yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone, like I'm always in my comfort zone. I have sat and stewed in my bed for several days. Today is kind of one of those days. I have spent the last four days doing very little for myself. Although I've done bits 
and they've not made me happy. So I don't know whether I am the best to strive to be like. However, I feel that without saying this, I'm letting other people down. And I don't want to do that. I want to I want to help people. I've always wanted to do that without having a medical profession, without going to university and rinsing my mentality of anything that I'm passionate about, especially changing the world and trying to make a difference in people's lives. I have never, ever, without a doubt, in my head, actually helped anybody. And I've had people tell me that I inspire them. I even spoke to somebody today that um, missed me and I only have a social media presence with them and I do genuinely mean that. I have never ever had a social media presence for anybody and this person came to me and said I was an inspiration to them because I'd strive to try and make other people happy on a daily basis. I do go out of my way to compliment people um, because I feel like some people need it. And that's just one little thing you can do as well. If you see somebody struggling, don't necessarily ask them if they're okay because that is a trigger to some people. It has been a trigger for me for years. I despise when somebody asks me if I'm okay because okay is neither good nor bad. It is neutral. And many, many, many years ago when I lived up in Newcastle, my mum had a lodger who, whenever she asked a question, it was a yes or no question, he would answer, okay. And it used to drive my mother up the wall. I completely condone this now because okay is not a yes or a no. It's neither positive nor negative. And asking somebody, are you okay, isn't really... Mm. It's why the phrase I'm not okay is neutral and I'm okay is positive. But okay on its own is just, it's central. Split down the middle completely. Try not to use okay. Ask them how their day is going. Ask them if there is anything that you can do for them. Ask them if they'd like a drink, if they would like some help. Um, maybe not help, just assistance with whatever they're doing right then and there. Like, if they're crying, go give them a hug. Don't say anything, just give them a fucking hug because you have no idea how much that can actually influence somebody's positive mindset. Um, I'm not very good on the biology side. I've heard that if you hug somebody, it releases oxytocin, um, primarily because they're close to you and oxytocin is something that is like butterflies um you feel it but you can't control it and a hug is never displaced unless that person is really is maybe the cause of the problem however I find that that is something that will that will work and I've done that many a times a hug just sometimes makes everything okay um, and I've just used the word okay. But yes, no, try and stay away from the the, worth, the use of okay because I find that, again, neutral. It's not it's not a positive word unless you do genuinely turn around and goes, I'm okay. And I try and, yeah, describe it. It helps. Describe how you feel. Don't just say you're okay or I'm not okay. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. Anyways, 
Yeah, so Jimmy Edwards brought in a gun to school and ended up shooting at somebody. That was hell. I think guns are awful. I think this gentleman had just had enough, and that's fine. I understand that. Um, I have never felt like I wanted to help someone more the first time I saw that episode. And at the time, I had just moved out of a place I was living with with my boyfriend. It was a long-term relationship, and I'd had a miscarriage. I had a miscarriage on my birthday. I just turned 21, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up with blood in my bed and I went through to my boyfriend's room because at the time we were sleeping in separate rooms because I felt like we needed a bit of space. I did not know what was going on. I was going out to getting drunk and trying to make myself happy. However, he was also doing the same. His family and friends were all in Nottingham and I lived here in Derby and At the time, it ruined me. I walked into his room and he was in bed with his best friend, who was a girl, on my 21st birthday. I had lost a child that I didn't know I could conceive because I'd been told a few years before that I couldn't have kids and it destroyed me. I then moved out into a house share with five other people and... They were all very nasty to me and I got drunk for about six months straight. I don't remember from, I don't even remember my mum's birthday and that is literally a month and eight days after mine. Uh, I had to get out as quickly as I possibly could because it ruined every bit of mentality I had. I worked in a pub so it was easy to go out and get drunk afterwards. I missed my rent several times, I ruined all my friendships, I got high, I took drugs, I got fat, I got drunk all the time. It was difficult to say the least, it was six months of hell but six months of reflection at the same time. I have never had a full on conversation with anybody about that because I like to push people away. I feel like that is my vice. That is my way of dealing with things. And I don't think I've ever let anybody in as close, ever. Um, I may never actually get that far, but I'm, I'm willing to sit here and try to say, don't do that to yourself. Don't bottle things up and then explode like I did. I exploded for six months, nearly seven months of my life. I ruined my job. I fucked a friend over and then got into a relationship with another gentleman after those seven months of being by myself. And it really, really fucked me over because I was just sort of damaged and I didn't take much time to reflect on my own thoughts because I was always drunk or always drugged up and that's not the way to be. I think that One Tree Hill sort of saved me in that respect because the first time I'd seen it was then. 
And I sat in that room and sobbed my heart out, getting wanked on a bottle of, well, a bottle of wine and a bottle of vodka. (laughs) And um, it became almost surreal to think that the reason I was drinking was to destroy my health. And I resonated more with Jimmy Edwards than I have anybody in my entire life. If you don't watch the series, it's okay, that's fine. But Lucas says something at the very end that resonates with me and I think, again, would be amazing for anybody to listen and understand what was said and understood. Because I used to take things from One Tree Hill and write it down into the passages that I actually ended up making into a book Uh, back when I was 22 and I couldn't for the life of me understand why but I re-watched One Tree Hill over and over and over again and I've taken taken something from it every single time but that one particular episode I think helps so many people and they don't even know it yet. Kids that are going through college now, people who are trying to re-establish themselves in an adult environment after being given everything up until they were 18, maybe not even being taught what they need to be taught. Like, for years, my mum mollycoddled me. She didn't explain what mortgages were. She didn't explain what rent was. Um, I thought that bills just got paid on their own. I did not know. I was literally clouded throughout my entire life to what was outside and when I left home at 16 years old with a dickhead boyfriend who mentally and physically abused me, I was not prepared and you should value every bit you have with your family, living at home, being with your siblings, even if you fight. I miss my brother so much and he lives in Australia. I have not seen him since he was 18. He turned 21 yesterday And that ruined me inside because I haven't seen him in such a long time. Now, because I've gone on to the subject of my brother, I will also elaborate that back in, back in April, my brother tried to kill himself. And it wasn't, it wasn't because somebody had picked on him. Although saying that, yes, okay, some people had kind of, sorry, my cat's just come in. Hello. (laughs) Um, so it wasn't, I'm not saying it's because somebody picked on him because I think there was a a few things that factored into it and he did miss home. I mean, I am his older sister and I've not been the best role model for him, but he has followed his dreams out there and I'm very happy for him. Um, however, he has three younger siblings, one of which he has never met. Um, and that I think took a massive toll on him because she was born last year in August and he wasn't around for it. He hasn't been able to come back because of certain things. I believe that what um, what he strives for is to make everybody else happy. And sometimes you can't always do that. And I've actually explained to him that he needs to be true to himself because what he did initially going out there was true to himself. And since then, he has had no support, no job been left on his own and still survived so 
the guy's got more guts and strength than I have ever had, and I love him, love him for that. But yes, my brother felt like he didn't have anybody back in April, and it was really difficult for him. I didn't know until I got to work because I'd left my charger at home, not home, at work the, the day before. And as I got there, when I found out, I broke down. I physically, emotionally, I couldn't keep it together. I got told to go home. It was devastating because it was almost as if I'd abandoned him. And oh, it was devastating to me. But yes, he's okay now. He's a lot better the fact that he doesn't talk to me is usually a good thing because it means he's having a great time. Um, he's living his life to the max. And the fact that he doesn't talk to us is usually a good thing. Like, he's then thinking about us, going, you know something, I won't just message them and see... Um, and say, look, I'm okay, blah, blah, blah. Because it doesn't really matter. We know what he is like. We know what other people are like. If we see a change in their attitude, then obviously we're going to say something. We're going to do something about it. Um, but, yeah, I just don't... I don't want anybody to think that that is the resort that you need to take to. That is something that is so far past your own well-being that it's not something you need to do. It's not something you have the option of doing either it's it is a little bit selfish I I know that and you probably know that I'm a massive hypocrite when it comes to being selfish I have been selfish for the majority of my life I remember when I was younger once I said to my grandmother while my dad and his and my stepmom were having an argument that um if my dad doesn't like um my stepmom then I don't like her too. Just because I wanted my dad to side with me. I was being very selfish then. And I thought that, well, my dad's my dad sort of thing. You know, that's a very selfish thing to say. Um, because I was just wanting to sort of be happy without the consequences of saying what I said. Because I then may have hurt my my stepmom. And... Um, yeah, everybody's words have consequences. Suicide is not the answer. I wish more people would understand that depression is just a thought. You can do so much more for yourself if you get out of a negative environment, take away the toxic people in your life and make sure that no matter what, you stay as true to yourself as you possibly can. If you want to go walk in the rain, go and walk in the rain. Just because the people don't do it doesn't mean you have to adhere to their fucking stereotype. If you want to wear a really nice dress that you know for a fact is a little bit overdressy and you're going out just for a cup of coffee, so fucking what? Go wear that nice dress. I am a stickler for wearing really, really pretty dresses when really it's not an occasion for them. But no one got anywhere in their life by sticking in their comfort zone. Einstein, fucking Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln abol abolished some of the slave trades. And he also did so many other stupendous things. I don't know how to 
describe how phenomenal some of these people are because you have to look at, look at it for yourself. Go and Google people who did things that were out of their comfort zone against the tide, against the current and did not give a shit about what other people think. I am now beginning to feel and understand that these are realistic problems. These are things that go off in your head on a regular basis. And I know that maybe sticking to your comfort zone could keep you happy. However, that won't let you live your life. And just go out there, go and do something that you know is going to keep you from sitting and stewing in your own filth. Because I've done that for years. I am a lazy person. Um, I try not to do the majority of things. I mean, today alone, I am finishing some painting throughout my flat. I have put on a face mask um, because I need to. I'm going to go get the shampoo and conditioner that I ordered yesterday. I am going to go and I mean, yesterday I also bought a toilet brush, which I haven't had for fucking ages, and I hate myself for it, because I didn't do it, I didn't, I got out of my comfort zone, I didn't go to college, but then I decided, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna go out anyways, and I did, I was wearing all black, I looked a bit gothic, and whatever, but it becomes habit being in your comfort zone, go out and do something that you aren't used to. I did something two weeks ago that I have never ever done before. I went to an aerial silks class and I did pretty fucking well for myself because literally I could hold myself up. I can't even do a pull up or a push up. I'm sorry. That to me is is fucking terrible. But I was using physics, obviously, center of gravity, to hold myself up and I did so well but it was out of my comfort zone dramatically because everybody stared at me because I was the only person that could do it now with my weight loss and with my gym journey I have obviously overcome a lot of strengths and weaknesses um the strength being that my legs were always the part of me that was my strongest part and my weaknesses was always I have a dodgy shoulder, a shit collarbone, and I've never been able to pull myself up. So getting onto a rooftop or trying to get out of somewhere could absolutely ruin me if I'm in that position. So doing that was liberating. And I felt so proud of myself. I also did something last week that I didn't think I would do. I have completed a piece of clothing as well which was very happy like a happy moment for me and then this week I've stuck to my comfort zone and I've not gone into college for two days today is meant to be a long day and everybody is currently at lunch and I don't want to go outside until they've gone back from lunch because the college is literally around the corner I live smack bang in the middle of town um And of course I'm back in my comfort zone, but I'm also doing things out of my comfort zone by painting um, my flat, finishing the painting in my flat instead of just leaving it because, I don't know, I didn't have any masking tape to go around the things. Fuck it. No one cares. Anyways, I want everybody to listen at least once to this and hear that what you are 
is enough. Everything you do is enough. Even if you want to stay in your comfort zone, it's still enough. It's enough in the sense that as a person, you are doing your best. Even when you're hard on yourself, you are doing everything you possibly can to achieve your greatness. Your greatness may only be 80% and that 20% has yet to be discovered. But without you getting out your comfort zone, which is that 80%, you won't find that 20%. And then you aren't at full capacity, but you are still doing everything you can to be where you are today. If you're paying your bills, I'm so proud of you. If you're paying your rent, I'm also proud of you then. If you're going to your college course and maybe not being as quick as everybody else or completing your sketchbook as everybody else, like I constantly remind myself of, I I want you to know I'm proud of you. I may not be the person that you need to hear that from, but everything you do is enough. Everything that you do is good enough for yourself fuck what other people think because at the end of the day if people want to dumb you down it's probably because they're not achieving anything but then they need to listen to this podcast too so send it to them as well explain to them that maybe these things aren't the way that they are because I don't know somebody has stopped you from shining from sparkling from achieving your greatness that is the 80% but you're still doing enough. They're trying as well. And all I want to say is that I'm absolutely nobody. I don't have a name for myself. I want to make a difference, but I have several different things in my head that will not be enough. And I wish somebody had told me that the first time I tried to kill myself because... I had been battered and bruised emotionally by one person saying that I wasn't enough. And I felt like everybody had abandoned me and that was true. I chose a boyfriend over my friends and my family and he abandoned me and cheated on me and hit me to a point where I thought that if I died, that was the best way forward and it's not that is a coward's way out and I'm sorry to anybody who disagrees with that because I will say things that people disagree with on this channel and I will say things that people will want to scream at me for and that's fine because that's your prerogative my prerogative is exactly what I'm saying now I just want you to see how amazing every single one of you is I'm enough, you're enough, what you're doing is enough. You go to a job, that's amazing. You're doing so well for yourself. Some people don't want to have a job. I've met people in town, in this town that I live in, who don't want a job and just want to steal. Some people have to do that to survive. That's fine. Well, it's not, it's against the law. But then again, I can't talk. I have taken drugs and I have done many things that are against the law. So, fuck it. Does it matter? Leave them to it. You're you, they're them, and you are enough. 
I don't know where I'm going to put Lucas's little comment, um, sorry, quotation, but I'm hopefully going to put it after this. I'd like to be able to split it, but this is my second episode, so I have no idea what I'm doing. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast and I will be back as soon as I can. It may not be every day um, because sometimes I can't always do this. Um, My boyfriend actually doesn't know that I'm doing this as well. So even though he may not know, I don't mind if he does find it. I hope that he does because sometimes I think he sees that I want to make the world a better place and sometimes I can't always do that. So if he finds it, it means that maybe I've reached out to a few people who have found their greatness, that 8% and are striving to be the 100%. And that's great because, again, there is absolutely no way of me knowing that any of you are out there listening, that you guys want to try to be the same thing as what I'm doing, trying to be not an influencer. I don't even want my name attached to this most of the time. I just want people to understand that their words have consequences, that people have this greatness inside of them, that people have a voice. Because sometimes all you have to do is speak up or ask the question. If you want something, you ask that question to get that something. Don't sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else live their life. Go out, get out your comfort zone, do the things that you want to do, try and make a difference just like I am go and give people compliments because sometimes those people need them um you have no idea what is going through someone else's head and I just want people to understand that so I'll catch you in a bit guys bye Does this darkness have a name? This cruelty, this hatred? How did it find us? Did it steal into our lives or did we seek it out and embrace it? What happened to us? that we now send our children into the world like we send young men to war, hoping for their safe return, but knowing that some will be lost along the way. shadows swallowed whole by the darkness. He's gone, Danny. He's gone. Does this darkness have a name? Is it your name?